Universe. Uh, we have a great show for you guys today, man. Hassan Hyder from American Top Team, man. Dude is an absolute beast finalist. Tough season 21, man. Uh, we have so much to talk about, man. We're having a fun show. So without further ado, let me bring my mans on the show. Brother, we had some technical difficulties. I think we have it figured out now. I do. I really do. <laughs> How are cool, you doing, dude. man? It's good, be, it's good to be back, bro. It's good to be back, Absolutely. man. Uh, yeah, man, I'm doing good, bro. Uh, looking forward to getting this party started. Sounds good. And uh, let's, let's have some fun, yeah. brother. Cool. Perfect. Now, I hear you good now. We have everything rocking. I'm excited. Now we can finally get it going, man. Um, so to check it out, man, we, we were discussing a little bit uh, before beforehand, um, before we came on. And uh, one of the things that we were, so we were talking about stylistically and your, your you know, and just your style and, and how you started off in, in combat sports. Um, you have such an entertaining style. You come forward, but it's it's at the same token, it's very technical, and uh, and you are like we talked about at one of the best teams in the world. I really I have American Top Team me personally as right now the number one at the list. You you have the AKs in the yeah. world, you have everybody, but fuck, dude, you guys got killers over there. Yeah, man. I mean, the past the past three years, uh, ATT's been nominated as the best camp uh, in the world. You know. Uh, we have the most fighters in the UFC than any other team. We have more. Uh, we have we put more people in the in the top game uh, than any other team. So like, and the best thing about ATT, bro, is you can show up on Christmas and you'll have a training partner to go hard with. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's just the depth, bro. You know, an iron sharpens iron, dude. So it's uh, for sure, no doubt. Like I I've gotten this far really because of uh, my training partners, man. I mean, I got to ATT. Um, I didn't take any amateur fights. My, my amateur Dude. fights were in the gym, you know, like to make, even like to make the pro team, they put like me and my brother, my brother fights okay. also, uh, he, he was the main event, uh, down here, hard rock. Uh, he's like one fight away from getting the UFC. Uh, you'll, 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 you'll be hearing his name real soon, bro. Dope, man. He's a, he's a monster, bro. He's a monster. Um, he's got like a Mike Tyson KO power, but moves like Ali Fights orthodox in southpaw like a like could be in and out like Manny Pacquiao, but can open up like fucking Tyson. Holy shit! Uh, so he's uh, yeah, he, he's a monster, bro. Uh, what weight class? You're gonna you're gonna see a lot hear a lot soon. What weight class? Same. Uh, but uh, but, uh no, uh, he fights uh 205 in heavyweight. Ooh, oh that's yeah yeah yeah. It's a big man. I'm not saying, brother, you you yeah, you the big boy as it is, man. That that's terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, dude. No, it's gonna be good, bro. I'm I'm really excited for him, man. He uh, he, we were both set to fight soon, bro. Um, but unfortunately, this uh, the, the Corona thing came and yeah. it's kind of put a little hiccup in everything, bro. But um, but it's cool, man. No, I appreciate my I appreciate you talking about my style, dude. I've always been that that go forward, uh, get in your face and uh, and 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 put the pressure on you. But I it's it's, um, I learned from the best boxing. My very first boxing coach. Mm-hmm was Howard Davis. Uh, uh, and Olymp- How- Olympic gold medalist, monster of Olympic- a coach, yeah. Yeah, 1976 Olympic mm-hmm. gold medalist with the dream team with Sugar Ray Leonard, Spinks, yeah. all those dudes, bro. Monster. And um, and so he was my first boxing coach, wow, man. So man. He- the, the knowledge, man. The fund- yeah, man, the fundamentals, how to step, how to faint, your level changes, your- how not to be repetitious. Uh, he taught me my jab, my one-two, uh, my left hook, the technical, the technical parts of it. Right, right. Um, and 
And and then the sparring, I mean, bro, my sparring partners were like my first to even make the pro team. They brought me and my brother in on a Saturday. And like at that time, I just had a wrestling background. Okay. Tuesdays, and Tuesdays and Thursdays were sparring days. And Saturdays was sparring for, for just the pros that had fights coming up. Wow. And at the time, at the time of the gym, you only got coached if you were in the UFC, Strike Force, Pride, or Elite XC. So if you were, they would, the majority, Dude. it was a majority Brazilian gym at that time. Yeah. So the coaches would talk to Portuguese on how to, on how to beat you during the sparring. Really? Uh, so, yeah. So like at the time, like me and my brother, I was, I was a football player and I wrestled in high school. Wait, so this so is like, the first, this is like your first sparring session there. You got these Brazilians out here, damn near saying Yuva Moreira, whatever the hell they be talking like talking. Yeah. That's nuts, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. And not only that, but like the week before that, like two weeks before that, I mean, my brother showed up to, to the pro training, and uh, Laborio, yeah, yeah. Uh, came and pulled me and my brother off of the mats and was like, "Yo, guys, uh, you might get hurt. I don't want. I don't. I don't know if you're ready for this." Uh, so like me and my brother were so like we were really upset, you yeah. know that. We got pulled off, uh, you know. But the, then we were training, and one of the coaches came and said, "Hey, you guys, you guys have some wrestling. Uh, our guys are fighting wrestlers." And at the time, it was Thiago Silva, who was uh, the number three ranked guy. Wilson Govea, who scary was scary dudes, man. Yeah, Wilson Govea, who was who was coming off of two fight of the night performances. Uh-huh. Alessio Sakara, who is fucking nasty beast, the and uh, Danilo Italian knocking people out. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and Danilo Villafor who at the time was like the team bully and anytime a new person would come into the gym they, he would go on he would sick them bro you know <laughs> oh man but, so like when we showed up we were like yo this could be our opportunity if we show them that like yo we're not we're not we're not afraid yeah yeah uh, uh you know that we're gonna show them so like so we were we went in there we were pumped bro so they did they did shark tank okay yeah. um like man you're in man in the middle yeah. and it was me and my brother in the middle and they would put Tiago on us Sakara on us, Wilson Govea on us, you know? Whew. And, uh, bro, the first 15 seconds, my brother ends up knocking out uh, Danilo Villafort. What? At the time was, yeah. Yo, that's so crazy. My brother, my brother sleeps him, bro, okay? He's out cold. All the, Then all of a sudden, all the pros came, you know? And, like, getting in there, they were like, yo, fuck these Americans up, yeah. bro. These football yeah. players, throw them up. <laughs> You know, so then all all of a sudden, all the Brazilians have come running up to the cage, dude. And I look over; this game's knocked out, and I'm like, "Oh fuck, it's Is about to go down? down, bro." <laughs> so like, I, I put in my just bit down on my mouthpiece, and at the time, bro, like, bro, I'm 190 pounds. Yeah. I'm going against I'm going against guys that are all 230. You know, Sakara, Will Santiago, Silver, they're beasts, yeah. bro. Uh, and at this uh, time, and never, they're like established guys in the sport. Yeah, and this was my first time sparring. Damn. Ever. Damn. Uh, so that like, that, that says a lot, man. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So, like, bro, we, me and my brother, we ended up going at it with the guys, dude. I ended up going uh, – bro, I, I ended up uh, – dude, I, I took Tiago Silva down twice. We were going at it. He caught my head and with his knee just went right to my face. Oh. And uh, I ended up walking out there with two black eyes. A uh, huge coconut on my head from the from the knee, <laughs> yeah. but I kept going forward. I kept throwing bombs. I didn't stop, and uh, and that's what they wanted to see. They wanted to see you not quit. Yeah. And afterwards, bro, I was so fucking pumped. I was so happy. I like I gave Thiago Silva a huge kiss on my on the head. I was like, yo, this is the greatest day of my life, bro. You know, and uh, <laughs> and then we fun. got asked to 
to join the pros afterwards. You that know? had to be such a great feeling. Uh, man. Yeah, dude. So like, it was it was something that we really like. Uh, it took like six months. We were training at HTC at six months okay. for like six months at that time, uh, doing jujitsu. Yeah. We were wrestling, you know, but we couldn't do anything else. We weren't allowed. Uh, but we were just like, when we got there, we were like, yo, we're going to make the pro team. Yeah. And they got all sorts of fucking dudes, that tr- tough guys that try to come to the gym. So many. One of the only guys to ever come to America mm-hmm. and then make it to the UFC. So, like, it's, uh, I take a lot of pride in that, man. Dude, that, that's, first of all, bro, um, kudos to you and your brothers, people. man. Like, seriously, that, that's, you I, I, I used to compete, and the, the, the first guys I sparred with were like Brian Gassaway and Shoney Carter, because like I said, they're, they're the guys, the pros in Chicago, but I, there ain't nothing like fighting Tiago Silva out there and, and those guys. Like, that's crazy, man. So uh, that's, that's incredible, man. That says a lot about you, man. But it's cool because you have all these guys that are so high-skilled, and with your style, like we were talking about, it's funny because the way, like I said, developing, you can tell your style, it's everything now is calculated. It's not like, you know, when you first get in there, it is like, I'm just surviving. It's not surviving and just fighting. You have this, this type of style that you're coming forward. It's, it's aggressive, but it's, it's technical. It's skillful and everything. It's really cool to see, man. Thanks, dude. Another, like, another real big impact on my striking after I ended up training with, uh, with Howard, uh, my next boxing coach was uh, this guy, Coach Chuck, Chuck okay, Eisen. Okay. And he's a guy from, he's a guy from Philly. Um, he trained under Cus D'Amato wow. and Georgie Benton. And, uh, you know, and, and Philly, you know, they got the Philly shell. All the boxers from Philly are tough Hell as shit. Yeah. But, but the difference was with Chuck, um, he was such a detail guy, you know. And if you didn't get it right, uh, yeah. perfect – then you had to do it again and again and again. So, like, I'm talking about if the shoulder didn't touch the ear on a jab, like, mm-hmm. turning it over, that's shit, that's shit, that's shit. Um, so, like, he was the one that really refined uh, my pocket pressure when I'm coming nice. forward and that my in and out and that when I'm coming in, uh, everything is is tight, elbows in, uh, and I'm coming in with, with good momentum off the back foot. Um, so he was really the guy that kind of refined and really made – uh, where with Howard, like sometimes if I jabbed, I would get jabbed back in, in the head. You know, I fought in strike yeah, force. Yeah. Um, and uh, when I fought in strike force, I, I was my first. So my first three mm-hmm. pro fights, mm-hmm. I didn't have any coaching. You know, you don't get coached. You don't get at the time. No, you didn't get coached unless you were in the UFC, yeah, strike right. force, yeah. uh, pride. Uh, so my, tr- my coaches were the other pros, you know? Um, so tough. like, I would go spar Hector. I'd go to war with Hector. Hector was the first person to hold mitts. Really? Because, yeah, because he respected that I would go to yeah. war with him, and I would ask him to spar. And nobody, you know? and, and I've then, heard story. Don't nobody ask Hector Lombard to spar, bro. <laughs> exactly, bro. But I, I, he, we would spar every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, bro. Whoa. You know, and that's how I would. That's how I would. That's and like they would saw that I'm not that I wouldn't yeah. back down. And Hector would respected me, so he was like, "Yo, I'm gonna start holding the mitts for you." That's so cool. he was he was the first my first coach, wow, man. you know, and uh, yeah, and but my, my first three fights, I had no coaching, bro. My coaches were the other pros. I would spar them, and I'd be like, "Yo, you caught me with that. Yeah. How'd you do that?" And like, "Oh, do that." And then like, "Okay, okay, cool." So, and then I would yeah. run with it. Hell yeah! Uh, 
And then it wasn't until my I was going into my fourth mm-hmm. pro fight in Strike Force, my first fight, uh, that Laborio was like told the coach uh, to start working with me, the Muay Thai, the striking, the striking yeah. coach, uh, because he saw me not quit. That's cool. You know, shit. And, uh, push it. That's super dope, man. So for you, man, pro fight was a, my first time ever having a coach. Dude, that that's so. It, it's funny, man, seeing how and how is this? How has this worked for you? Because being from that and seeing how the sport has already evolved in the, in a couple years, and being with the American Top Team, bro, you have you literally go from no one's coaching you or, or being in the corner with you. Now you guys have this multi-million dollar facility with actually yeah. guys that are like they're at legitimate coaches. And I know like Den Thomas isn't there anymore, but you got like Mike Brown and you got you know all these dudes. How has that how has that translated for you? Yeah, man. Honestly, bro, that, that's where I'm, that's the only reason why I'm, I'm at at this skill and as as yeah. this confidence uh, to go into fights. Uh, so, like for example, man, when Dustin Poirier was fighting Justin Gaethje, mm-hmm. I w- I had a fight in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. We were fighting one week apart. Uh, uh, I was fighting this the number one ranked welterweight from Ukraine. Okay, he had 22 wins with 22 finishes. Mm-hmm. Um, super dangerous opponent. He was just coming off a like 20 second KO. The fight before that for the for the organization out that we were fighting on, and Dustin was fighting Gabe, right. you know, in our style. So they were like, "Yo, oh, hell yeah!" That's actually that's a good that's a good uh, uh, sparring partner. You talking about um, uh, Bokov? Uh, when I fought, uh, or was it the Wadaker? Uh, the fight before uh, that, Kush. Pavel, Pavel, Pavel Kush. Kush. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Pavel. Yeah. Um, yeah, that dude's a stud, bro. Combat mm-hmm. Sambo, fucking champ. Uh, had it lost in 22 straight That's wins, crazy. 22 finishes. Yeah, I'm looking at toy. Dude was 22 and 3 at the time. That's nuts. Yeah, dude, you know? And, uh, but yeah, so I was fighting a fucking finisher, mm-hmm. and Poirier was fighting a finisher, yeah. man. So they had me come in. So every Tuesday and Thursday, and Dustin likes to train hard, bro. He likes to spar hard. I can see that. So our our <laughs> our sparring sessions were fights, bro. Dude, you know what I'm that. saying? Like, it sometimes on a Tuesday you wake up after a hard Monday yeah. and you're like, man, I don't feel like getting in a fight today. <laughs> but, what, but what happens? You end up fighting every bro every round, every yeah. Tuesday, every Thursday was a war. Well, that's bro. what you said, it you man. Know? You said iron sharpers iron, man. And you guys have so especially in between. Literally between 145 and 185, I feel like you guys are stacked with talent. Yeah, man. Honestly, uh, and the tough, the, those little guys, there's even guys at our gym that you haven't heard of, the up-and-comers, mm-hmm. that, that give the, the, up, the, the, the names uh, hell, of a, hell of rounds, oh, bro. Believe you know? And, and that's, what, that's what's the man. It's the, it's the number one spot. The revolving door of prize fighters that walk in that door from all over the world, from the Dagestanis to the whatever, you know, and uh, man, it's that that's where you get that confidence, bro, because like I know for a fact if I go into my fight uh, and I'm competing against the the guys I'm competing against on a daily basis, bro, even if I'm I'm losing every even if I say I lose every round in training, Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? F it. Like I know when the lights turn on, that door closes. I'm a show, I'm a show up, you know, I'm and uh, and that yeah, and that just comes from you know the right guys, dude. Um, so man, it, it's been a blessing, bro. I ain't gonna lie, man. It's been a real blessing, dude. I uh, I'm really excited for my next fight. 
I had my I, I had my last fight. I signed a three fight deal with okay. Brave. Great, hey, great uh, organization. My, yeah, they're they're they've been good, man. They've been good to me, man. They they're the fastest growing promotion. Uh, they did the second most events. So the UFC did thirty six mm-hmm. events this past year. Brave did thirty three events this past year. Um, so they're 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 wrapping yeah. them out, bro. In December in December alone, they did four. Holy events. shit! Um, all in, in, in different yeah. countries. Uh, so like so they're 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 really trying to. Uh, I mean, Brave Brave owns the Tour de France. They own the Iron really? Man. They own three. That yeah, they own two of the largest soccer clubs, each valued over three billion dollars each. Whoa! Uh, they just bought. They just bought uh, bought McLaren. Oh, they, so, you, like, they, they, they got money. They got tall yeah, cash. The, yeah, it's it's owned by the royal family of Bahrain. It's the it's the it's the it's Sheikh uh, Khalid. Uh, it's his organization. Okay. okay. So like, yeah. Uh, so like he it, he he treats it like it's, it's mm-hmm. his baby, bro. You know. So he. Uh, and when they do events, they go to different countries. They go to their events uh, more to um, bis- build like relations, right. you know. Like when they were, there, there, I was I was looking to fight on their card mm-hmm. in June and on the London okay. card, uh, but that, it, that ain't happen anymore, man. But um, but yeah, dude, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back in there, dude. My last fight, I I fought in Kyrgyzstan yeah. and uh, ended up breaking my nose first like 30 seconds, broke in three places, and my nose got sent under my oh, eye. But I kept, I kept fighting. What, what, what kind of sucked is we were in a third world country, um, so the, f- the food, the man, they didn't have fruit. That's like you know, when you're cutting weight, you want to have yeah. fruits, Gatorades. They didn't have any, any of that, bro. You know, and the, and the food there was was fucking terrible, bro. Every time I ate, I, I, I was in the bathroom. Oh bro. man. I was like, dude, my ass, my ass was bleeding, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was, one of, it was one of those. Weeks, oh. bro. Weeks. Hey, I, I was gonna say, you know? I was like, I, 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 that can't be great for weight cutting, man. <laughs> That's the suck. Oh, I 180, 190 after yeah. I went one seventy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but this fight, because I wasn't able to eat and put on weight, I only went into the fight one hundred and seventy eight pounds. Oh shit! So only on, I only put on eight pounds. Uh, so that glycogen, mm-hmm. uh, that muscle glycogen, like I, I felt like I didn't have my legs underneath me, you know. Right. Uh, no, I was even though I kept going forward, but I, I, I didn't. I felt weak than I shouldn't have been. That extra extra ten pounds mm-hmm. of muscle glycogen it makes a difference, a huge bro. Huge difference. Oh man. Yeah. Well, it, like I had brought IVs with me, so I was hydrated, mm-hmm. so that was good. That's great. But it, I, I didn't have that that. Uh, if you watch the video, you can't really tell, but I could tell because mm-hmm. I, I was I was in there. Yeah, man, of course. You know? Yeah, you feel it. Um, you, you, I know you can feel the difference. Uh, well, that's, that's it's interesting you bring that up, man. Because one, I mean, obviously traveling and fighting all over the world, but especially like for instance, what's going on right now in just the world of MMA, right? With with COVID and stuff, and, and there's all this uncertainty. You know, everything's really shut down. And and as fighters, man, obviously this is where we eat, right? This is how we we get paid. So waiting has to be difficult. But also the the not knowing of having to fly wherever the hell you do. Like, how do you see? covid and how the organizations are dealing with it at this time yeah man and that's what like that's what like i'm nervous mm-hmm. about is uh you know brave all of their events are international right um right so like for for me i got two fights left on my contract if i'm going to go out there i have to you know go on a plane for at least you know 15 18 hours yeah. 20 hours you know and like mask. <laughs> Yeah, but like even like what kind of ma- I mean like yeah. bro, that's still circulated air. 
and people from Everyone, all yeah. different countries are going to be on that plane. And especially like once you're on international, every person from every different part of the world is in that yeah, thing, bro. Yeah. And then like, and then you usually get on that plane at, once you arrive wherever mm-hmm. you're going, and usually you have to go jump on that plane to another part of the world. So that like, so it's uh, dude, you know, for me like I don't know when when and like another thing is like. When are you going to be able to start training with people where, like, guys from different parts of the world are coming to our gym yeah. and we're sweating, we're breathing on each other, you know, like, I, I, I'm like, Have I you been able to even know, train? Because I, I know, for instance, I know they're not letting people into the gym a lot. I actually just had uh, Jose Shorty Torres on the team, uh, on the show. Uh, yeah, cool. I had him on yeah, the show. I mean, he's a Chicago dude, you know what I said? We, we, we spoke yeah, yeah. before, but... Um, but he was telling me that they're, they're literally not even letting people in your guys' gym unless you actually live there. Have you been able to train? No, no, ATT's been closed for over a month now. Um, yeah, in South, South Florida, pretty much uh, all non-essential businesses right. have been right. closed. Um, so the only guys that, that are training there are the guys, if you have an immediate fight mm-hmm. coming up, and it's a very select, maybe five or six right. guys. Uh, and, uh, and even the coaches are paranoid about coming in. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a weird time. It's a, it's a yeah. weird time, dude. You know, like, Oh, that dude online he was like yeah i'll fight on fight island but just keep me there for two more weeks so i can quarantine Facts. after you know what i'm saying like dude like that's scary bro all right bro like yeah but it's it's also the p- period where like dude yeah you're only gonna get paid if you fight you know and uh in an industry where sponsors are really really dry right yeah. now and it been dry um like that's your only if that's your only source of income it's too hard like it's yeah. scary bro you know so, like, you end up like, all right, I'm going to go risk getting corona. Not a big deal. But uh, it's not a big deal. Just keep me there for two weeks after the fight. Let me make sure I ain't coming home. I don't kill my Maybe everybody else. I, 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 honestly, it's funny, man, because you saying that is the first time that I've heard really anybody say that. And I think that makes the most sense. Wherever these fighters go to, you need to keep them there for another two weeks afterwards to make sure they're fine if they're going to do it. Yeah, dude. I mean... You see the you see, and Cormier. Cormier was like, "Yo, I'll go if I can drive there, but if I if after it involves me getting in an airport, it ain't happening." It happened, you know. Yeah. And then Rogan was saying the same thing. Rogan was like, "Uh, you know, it, we're in a pandemic right now, bro. You know, so yeah. like, you know, it, it, it has to be for you guys. Like I said, man, for fighters, it has to be difficult. Um, ha, do you do you have even a timetable with Brave? Like when they're when they're thinking you're gonna get back in there." Man, I, I, I uh, they, they haven't said okay. anything, you know. Um, honestly, per- mm-hmm. personally, I, I, I won't feel comfortable uh, getting in a plane for uh, my average flight when I, when I, you know, when I with them, I've, I just so I've had my past, my past what I fought mm-hmm. in Dubai. My past, my recent flights have been Dubai, Abu Dhabi, uh, Mumbai, mm-hmm. India. China and uh, Kyrgyzstan. Those have been my past five fights all out Damn. of the country. Those are those are all your averaging minimum eighteen yeah. hours of uh, yeah. you know India, India was three planes. China was three planes. Uh, that's a lot of uh, do, and inter- that's not that's not even to mention the uh, the amount of time you have to be there beforehand to acclimate. Yeah, yeah dude. So there's just like. And then, like, once you get to the hotel, you're going to go, you're going to ask me, hey, where's, where's, where's the supermarket? I need to go get some waters, mm-hmm. some fruits. So you're talking about interaction with with people that you can't avoid, and you're going to be, like, 
breathing that in. That's why, like, you know what? Like, if I fight, I'm going to fight. I'm going to tell my manager to fight in the States. I'll, I'll ask right. Brave. Yeah. I'll ask Brave to, like, yo, until this is, like, until I'm, I'm not worried about flying out of the country, like, right. I'll, I'm going to fight out of – I have a contract. Uh, I don't think they'll hold me to it. Mm-hmm. But, like, if I have an opportunity to – like, and even, like, I'll only fight in Florida. I ain't trying to, like – Get on a plane. Hey man, you know? Florida's wide open now, boy. You got your guys' governors out there trying to make it all rock, <laughs> bro. Our governor made surfing an essential, an essential business. Are you serious? Bro. Surfing, surfing, bro. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Florida's bro, wild, man. So, they're so fucking stupid, bro. Yo, I, I was watching, and here's—I the, I will say this, man. I appreciate your honesty and your candor about this topic. I feel like we hear. The, the mainstream media, especially everybody associated specifically with the UFC and stuff, they're so much like, they're trying to be like company people. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm just doing it. Yeah, let's do it, right? But it, I don't feel like that's how people really feel about it, man. And have somebody like yourself who's in it, who actually travels and does this, to actually be honest about it and be like, yo, this, this, this shit's crazy. And it's not safe. I'm really, because I'm on the side like you. I'm like, yo, shut this shit down. Let's chill out. Let's let it clear out so we can get back to life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. The, the I mean, yeah, it's a pain in the ass. But like, bro, the the, the so, dude. Also, like, my sister, she's a, she's a physician here uh, so in South really... Florida. Her husband, yeah, her husband is chief of uh, chief at uh, physician cardiology at at Cleveland Clinic here in okay. South Florida. Um, so like, they're there, bro. They see it, dude. And, and all you got to do is turn on the, the news. And and it'll tell you how many people have died. It's, it says right, you know. So it's like, honestly, bro, it's it's more common sense than anything, dude. Like, and it, and it's also a preparation thing. Like, I know for a fact if I'm gonna go get ready for a fight, I need to do certain things, right? I need to spar. I need to, to get get my rounds in. But I also know that in order in order to be, be safe, uh, like, I don't mind getting corona. I'm healthy, thank God. I'm younger, but still, we had a 30 year old personal trainer. That's no no conditions that died from it recently here yeah, in South yeah. Florida, um, but for yeah. me my biggest concern is my father. My, I live with my father lives here lives lives with us. Um, my dad's retired. He's divorced. So it like I don't like my you know I don't want to have my dad by himself. So he's been with me and my brother uh, for for forever. That's you cool. know that's really good. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, that's how yeah. I like it, bro. We're Arabs, bro. We keep it, bro. There you it know? is, man. Uh, <laughs> you know? I love that uh, man. Yeah, and if some don't like that, then like, yo, you ain't the right one. You know what I'm saying? And, there uh, it is. That's all I mean, personally, yeah. Really, you know. Um, but uh, so yeah, dude, that's my biggest concern. Like, I, I don't want to be risk anything mm-hmm. for my father. Um, so like, if I was to take a fight, I would do everything honestly outside mm-hmm. of the gym, and just go in there like a soldier, bro. I already know how to fight. Just go in there and shape and just show that's up, bro. Sucks. So, like, it's going to be, like, it'll be all mindset. Absolutely. Though, I can know? see that, man. Um, well, check this out, man. And, again, thank you so much for your time today, bro. Like, I really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure, bro. Uh, You're the man, bro. You, dude. Uh, so, let, let's do this. We, we do got our corona in combat right now, man. And, and let's do some fun things before we get you out of here, bro. Uh, since we've been in lockdown, what are some things that you've been doing for fun? Uh, dude, you know what's really cool, man, is uh, I'm a family. Okay. I uh I like to chill. I hang out with my family, bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, my my bro, uh, my bro is here and he has his two boys. They're, uh, that's fun. They're five and three. Oh, that's and, super fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. So like, I'm the happy uncle, bro. That's just playing. We got a we got a trampoline in the house, like a large trampoline, yeah. that, like it's in the living room. 
Uh, we got some Nerf guns, and we just played. I just have fun with the boys. Oh, bro, you're you know? living the dream. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, it's cool, man, you know? Uh, so the kids are always entertaining, and I, uh, I'm i just enjoying, like, being an uncle. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm a family guy, bro. Like, cool. I, when I was in my young 20s, I enjoyed the, the nightlife, bro. But that shit get, gets old real quick, man. Thanks. And once I turned, once I turned pro... I uh, I was you know I stopped I never touched alcohol and any of that stuff again so it was just uh you know my favorite party is a food party bro that's how I like to get down bro <laughs> that's what's yeah. up there it is um, okay let me ask you this then and I've always asked everybody this um, before they get off the show I'm gonna ask you this give me one classic fight that we you should tell people to watch one class one fight of yours that would actually show people who you are. And give me one movie that we should people should be watching, like a classic fight movie, your favorite classic fight movie. Um, so like the movie, wait, the first one was. Give me your cl- first uh, uh, classic fight. Oh, first classic fight yeah. involving myself or anyone? Anybody, like your favorite fight that you're like, yo, you need to watch this if you're a fan of combat sports at all. Yeah, man. Honestly, I, I loved Ali, Ali Frazier, every one of those, bro. Uh, I like I like Sugar Ray Leonard versus Hagler. Uh, all of them, bro. You know what I like about Sugar Ray Leonard? When he lost, uh, he said, I'll never say another fighter is better than me. I have to fight him twice. And that's if I lose to him twice, then I'll say he's better than me, bro. I like uh, and, and that's my that's how I totally feel, yeah. bro. One fight, a lot of times, fights are who who is better that day. Mm-hmm. There's so many certain factors. Were you healthy? Were you, you know, so many factors, uh, outside factors, whatever. Uh, and personally, bro. Um, the fights I, I would love to have have one more shot back mm-hmm. at. Uh, my I want to have I want to have the rematch with Vicente. I took the first you one, did, yeah. Uh, and he took he took the other one. But honestly, bro, when I fought him in the Ultimate Fighter, my fir- our fight was my was my third fight in 17 days. And then That's when I fought crazy. him, in the, yeah. And then when I fought him in the UFC, it was my fifth fight that that fifth fight in the UFC that that seat right that year, mm-hmm. and it was my sixth fight in 13 months. You know. So like, dude, like I didn't, and I didn't have any time to rest, yeah. bro. Like, so I went into there. Yo, that's unheard of, by the way, for people who don't know. That's crazy schedule. Yeah, it was. I went into that fight like the weakest I've ever been. Even when I fought Kamaru mm-hmm. in the finale, mm-hmm. I, I was that was my fourth fight mm-hmm. uh, that that year, but it was my fifth fight in like eight months. You know, uh, that's a lot of so, damage like, on your body too, man. Yeah, dude. That's why, like, when I went into the fight for Usman, bro, like physically, I, I, and I had the most most brutal training camp i've ever had in my entire career bro like uh it was just brutal uh and then so i just went into there like i kind of as, as a shell of yeah. myself and uh against usman bro you gotta be on yeah, point, he's a beast bro, he, you know? he really is a beast yeah. man but that was still a good fight too like you know there were some uh, points in time where like again you had your glimpses but you can tell if that's the case especially hearing that now like it makes sense you know what i'm saying uh, thanks, man. You know, but, uh, so those are the fights I'd, I'd like to get back. The rematch with mm-hmm. Vicente, I love that. Usman, Yo, I'm gonna, an, if I go in there healthy. Those are two entertaining fights, by I'd, the way. I'd love those. Those are two fights I'd love back, bro. You know, and like Sugar Ray said, bro, you ain't better than me. We got to fight. We got to do it twice. With, with Vicente, we got to do it three times. Yeah, hell but, yeah. I love it, man. Uh, yo, is, is, your, is your teammate, man, is game bread, is he going to get uh, Usman out of there? Uh, man, George is super underrated, bro. George... George can yeah. fight, man. He's suit like you're gonna. People are gonna sleep on his grappling and his wrestling, but he is so complete mm-hmm. uh, as a fighter, man. He can scramble with the best of them. 
and he's phenomenal striker, bro. Look, forty something yeah. pro fights. Uh, he's my That's dog. Bro. You know, I've been at AT, I've been at ATT since two thousand nine, bro. Damn. You know, uh, so I'm I'm an ATT soldier, yeah. bro. I'm an OG ATT dude. Uh, just like George, man. He's been my dude since, since day one, bro. Man, I swear, uh, I gotta get down there one day, man. When we open this shit back up, man. Because uh, I, I, I would just love to just, even just to see the facility, man. Just because, I, I mean, I know you guys. That's something special down there. Like, that's a piece of history in terms of MMA. Really, down there. You hear me? Yeah, man. It's a very motivating environment, bro. Like, just, just, to, even, just to even go out there on... Uh, and just see the people working, it's very motivating, bro. That's you know? Up, and on a sparring day, bro, grab some fucking popcorn. It's better than any pay-per-view you'll see, bro. Facts. You know? Uh, well, let me ask you this. In that case, for you, if you had somebody to see a fight of yours that really shows and encompasses you, like, this is me on, on as, a, as a fight, which fight would that be? Um, just to show, like, my KO, my KO power, I, I'd have them see my fight versus uh, uh, Nakahara okay. in the, in the okay. season. But, like, or or my knockout versus uh, uh, Joe Stevenson. That was eighteen Ooh, seconds on yeah. season twenty five. Yeah. Um, and then, but stuff, <laughs> yeah, just my dog. But like, you know what? You know what was kind of bullshit though is, uh, and they were like, "Oh, Hyder fought Joe. Joe when he was tired, bro. We mm -hmm. fought that one day apart from each other. Every Tuesday there's two fights. Every Wednesday there's two fights, bro. So like, I fought Tuesday. He fought Wednesday. Yeah. You know, so we fought, and then and then we fought each other again on Tuesday. You know, Aww, so yeah, they, like, yeah, they were talking trade. Yeah, nah, you y'all were in the same boat essentially. Bro, I was in a two round scrap versus Diego, and he was in a two round scrap with fucking uh, I forgot his name. Um, but uh, so like, I can look it up. You know, yeah, but dude, okay, so that's a good one, man. And then lastly, man, what what's the movie, man? What you been watching? What should we be watching on this quarantine? What the hell have I watched, bro? You know what I saw recently that was pretty good, bro? Honestly, man, I like to laugh. I don't really like scary movies yeah, and yeah. stuff. But I'm, it seems like, as soon as I go to sleep, I become the main character and someone's trying to kill me and shit. <laughs> yeah, can't have uh, So I, I prefer to laugh, man. Um, but uh, I've been, uh, I saw The Irishman recently. Okay. That was pretty okay. solid. That's um, a good one. Yeah, man. You got to you know, give yourself a, your own intermission halfway through, though. <laughs> yeah, it's a long movie, bro. Honestly, man, I haven't really. I've kind of been slacking, dude. I've just been kind of like, kind of in. Uh, one of my passions is is like the crypto, uh, crypto, Bitcoin, okay, okay. Um, yeah. and stuff like that. So like, I, it's uh, I, I work for a company called the Lion. Uh, it's part of like my, it's like my pa second passion behind That's fighting. Dope, man. Uh, so the market's twenty four hours, seven mm -hmm. days a week, bro. So like, there's no mental break on it, bro. So like, I'm literally when I'm not training, I'm I'm doing I'm working and uh, looking at crypto and uh, and stuff like that. Uh, so like that's 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 what I'm gonna be doing when I'm done fighting. Yeah. Uh, it's literally like my I eat, sleep, breathe. How I eat, sleep, breathe fighting is how I eat, sleep, breathe uh, crypto in this industry, man. So like it's uh, yeah, man. It's, it's uh, so yeah, that's pretty much that's like cool I really have time to watch fucking TV, bro, because the market is 24 hours, seven days a week. You know, it's very correlated yeah. to the stock market. So like, uh. Man, I have like eight analysts that I pay from four different okay. companies that are on my payroll, so I'm up to date with research information. Uh, so, like, yeah, dude. Dude, it's, I'm, uh, I, I really love hearing that because, and, and this is, I, I, I really hate the fact because I know I'm not like this, and I, and I grew up with combat sports. I grew up, I want, I trained, I did everything. I wanted to turn pro. Things didn't work out for me, but at the same token, I still want to be involved in the sport. And one thing that I've always hated 
is people looking at the sport as if everyone in the sport are just meatheads and like these like savages and things like that. And that's not the case. You have so many people that have so much different nuance and intellect and there's so many. And that's why I always try to tell people, dude, the people that are in MMA specifically, yo, there's so many smart dudes and women in this sport. It's crazy. Absolutely, bro. The most dangerous fighter is the most intelligent one, bro. You know, your brain is your most powerful weapon. You can have those fucking badass skills ever but if you can't control your emotions you can't process things quickly uh at a very small period of time uh that's that's it how far well in that case the the last one i'm gonna ask you then uh do you recommend a book um you know it's a good book i think i have it right here bro this is this book is pretty good uh it was called uh finding yeah yeah finding your zone yeah, okay. uh, it's ten core lessons for achieving peak performance in sports and life, and uh, it's a super short book, but it's uh, it's uh, it's it's this guy. He's a sports psychologist, okay. and he, uh, you know, NFL kickers, mm-hmm. uh, golfers mm-hmm. that are trying to get. So he tells he talks about you know, um, when you're getting ready for that one moment mm-hmm. in order in golfing in order for you to get your pro card, you have to pretty much hit perfect for 18 holes you can't mess up you can't mess up one time so yeah so the type of uh of mental strength a long period of time um and how you get in that zone and how you face your adversities same thing how he's talking about he's worked with kickers in the nfl where this is the last moment you better you better not miss that kick you know so like terms of type of uh relations it's it's cool because i don't like reading long books bro you know what i'm saying uh, but they're short yeah. chapters and, and they're relatable, bro. I, I went to Florida State. I, had, I took sports psychology. Okay. My, 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 uh, my teacher was a sports psychologist for, for all the, the, for the Seminoles football team, basketball team. Uh, so, like, it was cool. I, I enjoyed cool, the class. Uh, so it's just all about mm-hmm. visualization, you know, seeing the blood before. Absolutely. You, bleed, you know? And uh, so, yeah, bro, I'm all there about that. Is, like, man. Bro. Well, dude, yeah. thank you uh, 1,000% for joining me today on the show. I hope we can do this again. Um, where can people find you? Yeah, man, on Instagram, Hyderson170, uh, and on Twitter, at Hyderson. And, uh, yeah, man, hopefully you'll be seeing me soon back in the cage, man. Uh, I appreciate you having me on, dude. Much love. God That's bless to everybody. Well, uh, stay safe. And uh, my respect Absolutely. to everybody. Well, hey, man, thank you again, man. Much respect. God bless you as well, brother. And, uh, like I said, much success in the rest of you doing. And hopefully we get you back on the show at some point, man. It'd be an honor, brother. Yes, sir. You have a cool, man. Take care. Much love, homie. Thank you. All right, guys. All right. Uh, That was my conversation with Hader Hassan, man. Uh, Good conversation, man. Good dude. And that's one thing that I love. I love when people talk about the the intellectual side of themselves, man. Not just a sport. Not just we're just not like these savages who come in here and just punch each other in the face. I mean, people have nuance. They have different interests in things. And that's why I love these conversations, man. Um, Great convo with dude, man. And... um, like I said, uh, we're going to keep this, this content coming, man, during this quarantine time and, and beyond. Don't get it twisted. Uh, look, hope you guys have enjoyed our conversations today. We're going to keep the party going, man. So uh, without further ado, this has been the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe, The Fight Podcast. I've been your host, the underground king, Serge Vicente, and I will see you guys next time right here on The Fight Podcast. Deuces. Deuces.